today? Oh, we're just absolutely <clears throat> spiffing. I've got a question for you. How does this sound on paper? Go on. Mr Chan, number one, the flyover, Causeway <laughs> Bay. Yeah, you see, I mean, can I just say to the listener, the poor are different. They're not like us. They don't live in lavish palaces. Some of them don't even have manservants. I don't know how that works. At all printers. Or printers. <laughs> so here you go. Here's a new scheme. Remember... Let's 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 just reel back because remember the government never makes a mistake, and Carrie Lam in particular has never ever in her entire life made a mistake, taken people for granted or misspoken. So can I just get that on the record? But when they went to Legco and tried to cancel um, a, a comprehensive social security scheme for people. Um, between the ages of 60 and 65, in other words, setting the new age limit at 65 and got an enormous kick in the tender parts, even from the usual slaves of the uh, pro-government camp. They said, tell you what, tell you what, tell you what, no, 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 we, we, we can't abolish that because we're not wrong, but we'll introduce a new scheme. And that will um, that will dish out four thousand bucks. It's not actually a vast sum of money, but if you're living really on the breadline, we're talking about people well, who are bone, living on the breadline. And then all the bureaucrats went, "Oh, new scheme, new scheme. Oh, oh, let's get." Them. So they're rustling their little clipboards and paper sheets. So we'll get them. They've got to bring their bank passbooks and proof of this and proof of that inside leg measurements. And guess what? They haven't got any. They ain't got all this stuff. I mean, a lot of very elderly people. Uh, but they, they sort of do it to two extremes. On the one hand, they, they, they create this paper um, mountain for anybody wanting to claim the 4000 bucks to climb. And on the other hand, they go, ooh, elderly people, they won't know how to work a computer, you know, um, you know. Steve Jobs, 62, I doubt he knows how to You're work. You're telling me next there's an app for this. Because <laughs> no, I bet that, you there no, is. But that's the whole point. They've got nothing online at all. OK. Well, uh, that, and, and, they're going, and they're going, I mean, this is government. You've got to love them. They go, well, you know, cool. if we had online application, we'd have to put out a tender and, you know, we'd have to introduce a system. And, oh, that would take about 18 months. It would only take 18 months because your system is so, what's it... Um, not fit for purpose. What you've got to do, boys and girls, is get a system that works and get this moving. But they're going, oh, but anyway, you know, we didn't really think that old people would be able to, you know, manage with computers and online. So what we do is we'll print a few forms. We won't print enough, but we'll print a few forms. They then have to go to the office because, of course, the really thing, the things that bureaucrats love is you go to their offices and form a queue... They give you a piece of paper. They love the idea of long queues outside their offices of supplicants. They see them as supplicants, the undeserving poor. So they go along and they go, yes, well, here's your form. Oh, it's in English. Apparently they've been handing out forms in English because they haven't got enough in Chinese. And, and these people are going, well, I don't read English. And they're going, well, I do. I mean, you know, I've been to a good school, so I don't understand what the problem is. Carrie Lamb will no doubt crop up, as she often does in these circumstances. Because, well, I'm over 60. I can read English. I don't see why, why there's a problem <laughs> with this. So, you know, the scheme, it, it, you sort of compound the error. You won't admit you're wrong. With the original scheme, you introduce a new one, you then make it almost impossible for people to comply, and then you sort of reduce it to farce. You say, well, you know, we don't have the forms, but if only they would sit at the computers, which apparently they don't know how to operate, and print out a form, then they could come along, or better still, they could come to our office with sheaves of A4 paper, and we would print it out for them, and you're thinking... 
Meanwhile, back under the flyover. <laughs> back under the flyover. I mean, it's only four thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is you know, this is like this is like a, a, a sniff of the money they hand to property developers on a daily basis. I mean, you know, squillions. You know, why don't you see? Can I give a tip here? If these elderly people, and God knows they're undeserving, could just go along and say Belton Road or possibly Greater Bay Area, they, 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 they'd have their hands showered in cash. They just need to put their arms out and they would have bucket loads of cash shoved into them. But, you know, these old, they don't understand it. They don't understand yeah. Belton Road. They can't say Greater Bay Area I like for the f- life of them. I like the thing about supplicants, <coughs> so It's just this mental picture of all these people queuing up. Yes. And the snowflakes are coming down yes. and they're all going, God bless us, God one bless and all. Yes. <laughs> Mr Scrooge, can I have, can I have a shilling? Yeah. I mean, this but is but the, big, the bigger issue here, Steve, is, I mean, you're absolutely right, I think. Um... The backdowns, that's quite unprecedented, isn't so, it? That's so we, we've, we've not just had one. So we've had this one, and Carrie, in her normal I Serve the People, says, well, I've only got, really got time to talk to the pro-government legislators about this. One of my minions can talk to everybody else. I mean, yet again, that was she, odd. she never misses a chance to miss a chance. I mean, that was that blat- blatantly odd, Steve. It Tell me about that. It was blatantly odd. Well, she says, oh, well, she says, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm busy going abroad, which is true. She is busy going abroad. She's in Switzerland at the moment, in Davos, talking to the to the new poor there you know that's the people who only earn seven squillion a week as opposed to 20 squillion a week um so, so the dems go that's all right we'll wait until you go back well i'm gonna be very busy when i get back no 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 i've got underlings who can deal with people like you so you know she goes out of her way to alienate people who aren't on the payroll or aren't fully signed up as her supporters and then she goes Oh, they're so unreasonable. They won't talk to me. Oh, it's very unfair. Oh, I don't like their attitude at all. Well, Carrie, you know, you get what you get. And it's the same thing. They've just backed down on something else, which is this business with the um, new toll fees at the three cross-tower tunnels. So here again, here again, you have the sheer total arrogance of government. They propose a scheme, one of which involves uh, a central tunnel fee i think last week i said going up by 50 percent. in fact it involves it doubling i apologize for that mistake um almost doubling on the um eastern harbour tunnel and being reduced by 20 dollars on the ludicrously expensive western harbour tunnel which gosh i don't know why that works it, it costs more than twice as much as every other tunnel less people use it i'm shaking my head in wonder how that works but anyway apparently that is and instead of saying to the legislators, well, you know, have you got another proposal? And they're going, yes, we are. They go, well, we're not listening to it because we've already made up well, a decision. And we're not going to listen to and it. And we're not going future, to listen to it because so we've know. already we've already made up our minds. And what I loved is my my great friend, the Minister for Housing, Transport, and Nose Picking Machines, saying, oh, and I tell you what. This is the last refuge of a, a scoundrel. He goes, and I'll tell you what, we've had experts come in and they've used computers. They've said, this is the perfect model. And you're thinking, oh, no, you're not really trying that gag, Our you? study suggested. Well, it's the idea. <laughs> you know, he's going, computers, computers played a part in this decision. I'm thinking, gosh. 
I say, that's terribly modern of you. Are those the computers that you light by gas and, you know, by the end of the day they're quite warm? And this is all with, before the sideswipe about the new tunnel opening. Well, then there's the new tunnel... But, you know, I mean, it's only taken them ten years to do it. But anyway, fair fair dues, it's, it's opened. It's, it's a bit of a mess because the slip road at the central area hasn't been opened. You kind of wonder why they've opened it without that. But, I mean, they, they know more than we do. They probably had a computer. Is somebody posh coming to visit in the next month? No, I think I think <laughs> Carrie wanted to open something because she's she's getting very sensitive. Have you noticed how she's getting very sensitive about these accusations that she's involved in white elephant projects? Uh, that's because it's true, of course. So she's she wants to say, well, you know, we've opened um, uh, 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 the the uh, 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 bypass, and uh, 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 um, it's not quite finished, but we've opened it. Yeah. And if it causes traffic inconvenience, it doesn't cause it to me because I have a police escort that deals with these I things. I like the way... I like, it might be, in fairness, the way our news guys reported it, but I like the way that Legco is all up in a fluff about this because they couldn't get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bless <laughs> and them. And they said this. Bless them, bless They them. talked about their cars and this, that, and the yeah. other. Like, OK, well, fair yeah, play. Yeah, fair least, dues. At least you're saying something fair about dues. it. Fair dues. I mean... <laughs> And, you know, they don't have the police escort that, that Carrie has. I mean, I think that's appalling. I think every member of the pro-government camp should have Pat their own. always made a joke about that, didn't he, saying the traffic was easier these days. <laughs> uh, no, in the old days. Mind yes. you, I had four motorbikes. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's interesting, that. It's interesting, Richard. Can you imagine Carrie making that sort of joke? Uh, you know, it says here, according to regulations in the relevant government departments, uh, uh, applied. I mean, not retrospectively, because it's got to be applied at the time, and all therefore and herefore too. I mean, you cannot imagine her even doing any self-awareness kind of comment such as you got from somebody like Patton. I mean, he's not the only one who does it, but... What about the bits of that... Pl- uh, what do we call it? An underpass? Uh, anyway, the big new thing. It is an underpass, indeed. Um, the bits that work... Uh, let's, you know, I've been through it actually. It's, it's fine. Cleared, I, I, it's I went up Gloucester Road. I went from um, I, I keep saying North Point, but it's not quite North Point. It's more like Causeway Bay yeah. into Central. But admittedly, I I did it at a very off-peak hour of the day, about did eleven you know, thirty. Much? I thought it was fabulous, and I thought. If only the whole one belt one road could be like this, it would be perfect. Okay. But you know that was my aspiration. Forget at about the time. asking him a sensible question. <laughs> Going eastwards, I've not gone up westwards because apparently that's where it's a bit. Yeah, it can get. Well, I don't know actually. I don't know from the central end how you get onto the thing, which is why I didn't Neither go back most that of way. The driving yeah, so there. I didn't bother some, with that. I just thought smashes. I just thought I'd just go the the one way, which which seemed to me. Which seemed to me the way to go. There were videos and, and doing the rounds. And they were happy campers. They were happy, happy motorists. I saw them yeah, there's vi- cheering, sh- cheering in their cars, going, go carry. Not happy. Or something. There's videos going around of motorists taking out cones all over the place. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, really. that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's difficult, yeah. isn't it? Uh, well, I'm not conist myself, so I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't people, do that. And people blatantly going, swerving over... Over, oh, over double, double white lines, lines yes. Yeah, I mean... Um, and they patronisingly say, oh, you know, the motorist's got to get used to... Well, yes, that is true, but yeah, the yeah. signposting mm. ain't very clear. That's the other problem. So, you know, every now and again, um, the Minister for Transport, Housing and Nosepicking should should sort of uh, go down there himself, perhaps without a police escort, and think, oh, blimey, this is a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. I, I, hope I mean, it, it will sort itself out. It, it will. I'm sure yeah. it will. I mean, it will sort itself out um, rather more quickly, I think, than the new shot into Central Rail Link will be built. That that's um, it's two years overdue, um, many squillions over budget. But hey, 
it's other folks' money, so I don't know why anybody here is moaning about it. OK, slightly related. Do you know what any knock-on was about the n- opening of the new Cantonese Opera Centre? I, I, I joke, I'm just reading what I found online. One person said, why has it got a put-on-one well, name? Because it's Cantonese Opera. And I'm like, actually, yes. Yes, that is an interest. Um, and the other kick-up was that local opera companies were saying, we can't afford 70 grand a day, it's a street entertainment. So that, yes, that... People, yes, people I mean that 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 is. I mean, um, on a very fine um, television program associated with the RTHK, which I'm involved in, called the Post, we did Pulse. We did a <laughs> we did a whole thing on this oh, and on, yeah. went round to all the local Cantonese local opera companies. Well, yeah, and remember, it is supposed to be. I'm sorry, the key is in the name. It's called Cantonese Opera. And said, you know, will you be will you be staging performances in this new wonderful venue and without exception without exception the local group said we'd love to it looks really nice but you know they are charging us i think as opposed to say they went to somewhere like kwai chung which has a lot of the the um uh, town hall in kwai chung has a lot of uh performances i think that if they charge local opera groups something like five thousand a night this one charges eighty thousand you don't have to be a mathematical genius to see there's a gap between five thousand and eighty thousand per night yeah. to use it now this is supposed to be a public facility and one of its stated aims is to promote local culture and of course what what they're actually promoting is the only people who can afford to go there, which are state-subsidised mainland opera groups. That's what, yeah. And yeah. and there are a few vanity um, performances. Some very rich people put some of these things on. But the actual... But they're one-offs. That's just... They're, they're they one-offs. They do that in City Hall. Yeah, indeed they do. Indeed they do. And, you know, good luck to them. The rich are different. They've got more money. <laughs> I'm and not printers. against that. And they've got printers and uh, they, they probably don't need the $4,000 government handout. But, I mean, if you really wanted to... And goodness knows, it seems so stupid that you would want to promote in a Cantonese opera centre, local Cantonese opera. But if you really wanted to do that, you'd actually make it accessible. And they're going... I mean, what I love about the bureaucrats is they never actually address the issue. The issue, I thought, of the whole West Kowloon cultural do-jar district or whatever... I think it's still called that, isn't it? Um is supposed to be to, 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 to promote culture in Hong Kong, you know. But if they really wanted to do it, they wouldn't use as their main reason for making it so expensive to use this venue. Oh, well, you know, the up costs of this building are really big. I'm thinking, yes, I'm sure they are, but they were going to be that from day one. That's why you built such a lavish building. You know, if all you want is to balance your books, you're going to have a big, big problem because in Every single one of Hong Kong's big cultural venues, I'm thinking of of City Hall, I'm thinking of the Cultural Centre, everything that goes on in those places is subsidised. It's it's a fact. Well, they've got to. I mean, you look at... I was looking, incidentally, and, and I recommend other people look at this if you look at the accounts of the arts festival, you realise what a bargain it is to the punter. The seat ticket revenue of the um, arts festival 
I think represents about 30% of the cost. So everybody who goes there, and I I really put my hand up, I'm someone who likes to go to those events, is getting a whacking great big subsidy for sitting down on a seat and watching a performance. Maybe some performances more than others, but ah. the fact of the matter is it's very heavily subsidised. It's not just Hong Kong that does this, it's what happens in the world. But when you come to Cantonese opera... They seem to go, I don't think we could subsidise that because... There's another thing there, Stacey. Cantonese opera is like the medium of the people or street... It's just traditional entertainment. And, and of course, what it's mainly guilty of is it does promote Cantonese, which is a no, 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 no. Because Cantonese, of course, is, 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 you know, in the eyes of the uh, flag wavers, they're going, oh, we've got a better language than that. It's called Putonghua. Brew here on Radio 3. Still in with Steve Vines. I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. Based on what you were saying before the news, do tell me if these are two separate topics. Quite near the top of our news page, um, the headline says, In Davos, Carrie Lam praises Hong Kong's welfare policy. Is that totally different, or is that what we were talking about before no, no, the news? No, I, no, I think she's right. I mean, Hong Kong is top of the world league of... I wasn't being sarcastic. You're just about <laughs> you to think be. I, you, how did you guess that? I don't know how you guessed that. But I think she's right. Hong Kong is top of the league of the most in- unaffordable housing. I mean, for the ninth year running. So that, that's, that's an achievement. Hong Kong has um, a, a poverty rating of something like 20% of the population living below the poverty line. When it comes to older people, it's a much higher percentage. Um, Hong Kong has considerable achievements in this area, and I'm very glad that Carrie was standing up for us and, and, and explaining to the good plutocrats of Davos how wonderful our system was. Are you joking? Is, is Davos- Are you joking? I mean, it's just, it's outrageous. I suppose she thinks, well, nobody in Davos will actually know all this stuff, so I'll just blabber on and I'll go, you know, uh, uh, spending, uh, uh, our, our system's uh, comprehensive social security. We don't have a pension system, but uh, that would be for the poor and we don't really bother about that. And um, But she is right in one respect. I mean, the 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 community support for property owners if they're tycoons is absolutely second to none and and i don't think anybody could quibble with that i certainly don't i think she's right and i wish i was in davos to clap her i'm not thinking of doctor who every time you say davros the darling (laughs) different different. i know and they've got what i love about that organization it's called the world economic forum is they've got this sort of um, Dr. Strangelove figure yes. running it called Klaus Schwab, oh, really? who sort of who looks like Dr. Strangelove as as uh, as portrayed by Peter Sellers in yeah. in that wonderful film of the same name. And you always you, every time I see him, I think mm, he's been baby munching in his spare time. Yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> unfortunately we don't get the alternative custard pie ending. To, no, to, to this no. one, do we? Oh, yeah, they don't get blown up. Either, but I mean, so. this is this is. This is is a bit of a segue, and right. that's been known to happen on this programme once. Um, but it is connected. I mean, isn't it staggering that, that in Hong Kong you have this situation, where, and it's a tragic situation, where a passing tourist was hit by falling glass from a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, the Mirror Hotel, um, to give it its name, in Chim Sa Choi. And uh, they, the, the police act without hesitation to arrest the cleaner. 
Nobody gets this. Nobody gets this. I mean, you know, I mean, it is entirely possible, and I, I don't know the circumstances, but I, I assume what was happening was that the cleaner in question, it's a lady, was cleaning the window. I believe that was probably her, her job. job. Was she also responsible for the construction of the hotel, the maintenance of the windows, and safety standards which apparently haven't been inspected in that hotel? Well, I'm, I think there's some doubt over that. But, I mean... This is this is round up the usual suspects, isn't it? Don't worry about the people who run the hotel. If we can find some cleaner, and after all, they're about as low in the um, yeah. low in the hotel hierarchy as you can possibly get. That will be all right. We'll uh, we'll satisfy. I mean, let's not forget it is a tragedy. A person died as a result of this, okay. so it's no small thing. Mm. And of course, the police should be looking into it. I don't, that's all kind of obvious. We don't need to spend weeks thinking I about it was that. A jo- I read it in HK I, Free Press, and I thought they were joking doing yes, one of their skit pieces. Yes. I was the first time I saw it. I thought, no, surely, surely, or or or, or what would happen is is they 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 brought her in for questioning because she was there at the time of the incident, and um, but they've actually they haven't done any of that. Hmm. She's the person who's who's being held on suspicion of causing this event. I'm just curious about the middle paragraph. It's called <coughs> how. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, but no doubt in in Davos, um, uh, Carrie will explain all this. She's she's um, she's good at this because she could point out that she once cleaned a room. I, I love these little things where she keeps nah. inserting herself into the story. You know, I'm over sixty one, therefore I understand the needs of the elderly. I once travelled on the MTR. God, it was confusing, but you know, I've been on it. This is the chalk and cheese approach, and it just doesn't make any sense at all. No, no. Also, what doesn't make any sense at all is Carrie, in her election manifesto, of which we couldn't vote. Remember, we're not one of the chosen 1,200 people who actually could vote. Anyway, in her election manifesto, she said very clearly, she said, I think the time has come, and I will do this. I will introduce the prevention of bribery bribery ordinance. Uh, uh, I will introduce its applicability to the chief executive of Hong Kong. Once I've opened this envelope... (laughs) <laughs> Once I've, um, uh, uh, oh, no, no, I can't take that. Um, uh, so it was unambiguous. It was a pledge she made. Um, so we're, we're many years in since the pledge was made, two to be exact. And um, up it pops in LegCo yesterday and Matthew Chern, the speaking dialect, says, oh, we are studying this proposal. Um, the relevant department is... Oh, hang on, hang on, Matthew. Yes, calm down, son. Why aren't you just doing something about it? You've pledged to do it. It's not complicated. And Theresa Cheng, who, who, who is now starring in Dispatches as, as uh, she, she's vying for the, for the position of worst Secretary for Justice ever. I know there's competition, but nope, she's up there vying for that role. Um, has gone, well, you know, ooh, this might be in contradiction of the basic law. Ooh, I don't know. No, look, why don't you make, <laughs> why don't you make life simple? If chief executives do not intend to be bribed, and one has to at least start from that minimal assumption, yeah. what have they got to, what do they have to fear from the introduction of legislation that stops them from being bribed? I mean, if you have a legal system which is built around public accountability and public responsibility, as a minimum, 
all public officials are subject to the same laws as everybody else. I don't, I don't know where there's anything complicated in any of that. And you know, when Carrie put it in her election platform, everybody said, "Oh, well, that's obvious. Of course, of course, of course, we got to do that." But now she's in office. It's you know, all there's procedures, all there's the basic law, all there's you know, my granny doesn't like doing these things on a Wednesday. <laughs> Or any other excuse, you know, the dog at my briefing paper. <laughs> the world over, though, whenever you see crazy and corruption these days, very often it's the person in authority, you've got to admit. <laughs> well, I was watching a documentary, it shows how sad my life is, about Brazil the other day, um, where apparently they have corruption. I, I, I'm, not making, I'm not making a revelation on this very programme today. And they were going through, you know, the, the, you've got Lula, who was the great hero of... Um, Brazil is in jail for corruption. Uh, his successor was accused of of, of corruption. Her her, su- her successor, <laughs> Mr. Temor, was accused of, and so it goes on. So, so they they interview. You know, they they do these marvelous vox pops, uh, and they interview a man in the street, and he goes, "Well, what do you expect? This is Brazil." That's it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that was his kind of... There's some bloke in the street. Just, ooh, what do you expect is Brazil? And, you know, their basic attitude of, of the great unwashed seems to... Well, at least if they could control it a bit, it would be good. Yeah. But we don't expect it to disappear because this is Brazil. <laughs> the world over. It is the world over, but it don't make it better. No, I absolutely agree with you. But, I mean, here we don't have it. So let, let, let's talk about an entirely different subject. Very interesting. There, there was an opinion poll, and I know we, sh- we we can't put too much in there, but it's an opinion poll about um, whether Hong Kong people think that it would be a good idea for Taiwan to get a dose of one country, two systems. Oh, really? Where was this? <laughs> it was... Uh, Somebody it's, must have had a bored day. It, it's, um, the, uh, it's, it's actually the lead story in Hong Kong Free Press today, if uh, people want to read it. It's from the Hong Kong Public Opinion polling organisation. And basically what it found is that there's a growing number of people here, let alone in Taiwan, but here. Yeah. Something like half the people surveyed say, no, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But what's really interesting is mm. in Taiwan itself, after after President Xi's unprecedented, and it is this is actually used in its literal sense because he's not talked about the Taiwan issue before, speech on January the 2nd, mm. talking about how one country, two systems was the way ahead what? for Taiwan. <laughs> oh, and incidentally, if you don't accept that, we'll, we'll invade. That was the other thing that he said. And um, President Jai Ing-wan, who, you know, ain't that popular, made a very rapid and tough response to that. Her popularity ratings rose. And the reason, apparent, well, the reason it seems that, that President Xi started to talk about Taiwan is they got very excited about the um, November local elections when the Kuomintang, mm. the so-called more pro-China party, did so well in the polls that they thought that that was the reason they did well in the polls. Now, the reality is they basically did well in the polls because of the poor state of the economy and particularly in places like Kaohsiung where the... Where uh, Chiang Wan's party, the DPP, had been ruling forever. There was a feeling that the party got arrogant and out of touch. But these are all local reasons, but they didn't fit into the narrative that was being spun in Beijing. So they thought, oh, they've all voted, you know, for greater reunification. Uh, no, they haven't. And incidentally, the Guomindang itself, not one person from that party said, oh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a bit of that. 